Research that resonates. Schweitzer has not been wrong on any of his years and years of reporting on the Bidens. Investigations that matter. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But that's, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. The only entities, the only people that would report on this, and Peter Schweitzer, who deserves a Medal of Freedom, in my view. This is The Drill Down with Peter Schweitzer. Hi, this is Peter Schweitzer, and you've joined us on The Drill Down. I'm here with my co-host, Eric Eggers, the vice president of the Government Accountability Institute. Eric, great to have you here. Always good to be here, Peter. And we're going to be talking today about cronyism, corruption in Washington, D.C., but of a very unique and different flavor. Uh, and this is when politicians in Washington, D.C. and the political class take advantage of a crisis situation to enrich themselves. And to talk about this, we've got really one of the top people in the country that can dissect this. Uh, that's Jason Chaffetz, who's a distinguished fellow at the Government Accountability Institute, but he's also the former chairman of the House uh, Oversight and Government Reform Committee, where he really dug into this issue on a regular basis to look where our taxpayer dollars went. Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Jason, we've had this massive crisis, COVID, uh, that has been wreaking havoc on our country and around the world over the last 18 months. Uh, and you've been doing some uh, interesting research recently, as we have, as to exactly where some of this COVID money is going. I think we would all agree that the government should be fighting a, a pandemic, that it's a legitimate use of government money. Uh, but sometimes this money gets spent in strange places. Uh, Jason, can you tell us what you found as part of your investigation? Yeah, well, there's always somebody doing something stupid somewhere. And when it comes <laughs> to money and cash flowing out of Washington, D.C., they just can't help themselves but take advantage. Um, and they, when they have a crisis, they know they can get away with things that they wouldn't otherwise do. And so they go out, they get trillions of dollars. Um, but fortunately, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I'm one of those nerdy guys like you that actually reads this stuff. <laughs> and um and so there's actually a really good website that the inspector general, uh, Michael Horowitz, the same one who did the Department of Justice investigation, has put out where you can actually track and see in real time where this money is being allocated and where it's being spent. Um, and unfortunately, our taxpayer dollars are being used for some ridiculous expenditures that were sold by Biden and Harris and the Biden administration as, hey, we got to fight it, you know, COVID, we're going to get the working men and women who built this country, we're going to get them back on their feet. Unfortunately, they they are spending like, for instance, $600,000 to build two gazebos, <laughs> albeit a 20 foot by 30 foot and 16 by 20 foot uh, gazebos there at Guantanamo Bay, $600,000. Now, they're spending $363 million on an attack submarine. Now, I, I, I we probably need an attack submarine, the USS Boise, but you know what? That's not COVID relief. <laughs> well, it could be, That's right? That's an attack submarine that should come out of the Pentagon budget. <laughs> they're buying scuba gear in Uruguay. Uh, they're buy, they're spending in Gabon in, in, in Africa. They're spending $180,000 fixing an ejection seat in one of their training aircraft. I mean, these have nothing 
nothing to do with COVID relief, but they're using COVID relief to get these funded and paid for. Jason, you've been in Congress. Help us understand the mindset or mentality that we've got this global pandemic. American life has been altered fundamentally like never before in my lifetime or in generations before lifetime. How do you get to a place as a member of Congress where he's like, okay, we've got a massive pandemic. Let's use this to fund the pet projects we've been trying to get funded for a while. Well, I don't think I ever got there, but you know, this is, this is part of the problem when you literally, if you spend a million dollars a day, every day, it'd take you almost 3000 years to get to 1 trillion. So I don't know what the final number is, but we're spending close to $10 trillion. When you count the base budget, everybody forgets we already spend four and a half trillion. And then you spend another what is it, 1.9 trillion. Now the Democrats want between four and seven trillion on top of that. And it just gets so unwieldy and so out of control that the number comes so ludicrous and so big that the bureaucracy just, just gets to the point where they're just like, spend wherever you can. Remember in 2009, I was fresh into Congress. The Democrats put up a $787 billion uh, uh relief package that was supposedly for roads, bridges, and infrastructure. The problem was less than 5% of that was road, bridges, and infrastructure. What they want to do is build government. And so these liberals, they just, I'm sorry, but that's what they do. They want more government, more control, more power. And instead of starving the beast, which is what I'd like to see happen, they just spend, 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 and they just no accountability for it. Jason, you wrote an excellent book that came out recently called They Never Let a Crisis Go to Waste. Uh, and that seems to be what's going on here. It's a sense of opportunism. Uh, they see a crisis. They This is actually a legitimate function of government, and they're using it uh, in a way to advance their own interests. These are projects they probably wanted funded before and couldn't get funded. The things that we're highlighting here today are not mistakes. It's designed to operate this way. The system is designed to operate this way, and you need somebody to guide you through it and dissect it. That's what we do at GAI. You can visit us online. You can look at us in social media. We're going to be upgrading our website to provide you with more content. Um, in addition to your uh, article, we, we did some uh, uh, additional research. Uh, we know that there was um, money that was spent. Uh, more than $3.7 million went to the Marriott in Saudi Arabia. I love Marriott hotels, but it's the diplomatic quarter, Marriott, by the way. Oh, the so, diplomatic quarter. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's oh. a high tone. Uh, we spent $480,000 plus that was awarded to the Saudi Naval Support Company uh, for an 800-square-foot tent. Um, again, <laughs> what, does any of this have anything to do with COVID, or has it come to the point, Jason, where um, government bureaucrats even may know that people are watching this going on, and they're just so arrogant that they just don't really care or they don't think there's going to be any consequence for this kind of misuse of government funds. Well, yeah, the, the legislation itself, itself didn't put the guardrails in place. There are no consequences. You have a so-called traditional media that will not report it or, sh you know, it used to be the, that you could shame people into doing the right thing just by exposing it. But they, they're just shameless at this point. They, they really don't care. There is no accountability. Nobody's going to lose their job. Um, and they just know that they can plow through and get things done that they would never be able to get out, get away with in the, in the normal process. You know, one thing that really bothers me is they don't budget for 
catastrophes. They don't budget for that. You would in any other business or family, you'd have a rainy day fund, a contingency fund for a hurricane, but they never budget for that. They just say, oh, well, of course we got to go fix that. So let's just throw more money at it. There's never a discussion in Washington, D.C. about, well, maybe we should cut somewhere else in order to fund this urgent need to help you know, the average man and woman who's like just devastated by COVID that that's we never have that discussion. Well, you say they're not shamed in anything, but one would think in one of the pieces of uh, spending that we uncovered as well is when people find out that four point six nine million dollars from the Department of Health in the name of COVID relief went to the Fruit of the Loom underwear company (laughs) for a mass order of underwear. I mean, that might get some eyebrows raised, right? Like maybe that could, could draw some attention. But but you're exactly right. Um, and to your point about they don't change their behavior and, and sort of it's so ingrained. One of the things that we found was uh, this company, Atlantic Diving Supply, got a grant of $719,000. And, you know, OK, that's not a big deal. It's certainly not even among the, the largest expenditures. But one of the things that people need to remember is that Atlantic Diving Supply has been scandal ridden for a while. Uh, Congresswoman Nancy Mace has called them out recently, led a bipartisan delegation who, by the way, brand new in Congress, was the first woman to graduate from the Citadel. And so it makes sense that she would be sort of tracking these Defense Department expenditures. And so it's actually her letter that said that this ADS company has been in trouble before, right? This is a bipartisan delegation of people flagging what they've been involved in. They've got a 10-year, $33 billion contract with no definite deliverable and no definite date by which they're supposed to make some stuff happen. And so these are the people uh, that are getting money to deliver things in the name of pandemic relief. But I guess at least it's not a gazebo. Yeah. The problem is it's nonstop. And the frustration is that there are no consequences. And this, you know, the Oversight Committee and some other committees within the House and the Senate are supposed to be there to weed this out and to actually uh, address it. But the problem is they don't fix it. And when you pass $1.9 trillion in the dead of night in record time, this is the problem that you have. You know, since the 1974 Budget Act passed, only one time since 1974 has the actual budget process worked from start to finish. And I think people are sick and tired of all the waste, the fraud, the abuse. Um, I, I want to see some people in handcuffs and, and people having some degree of responsibility. Where is the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Health and Human Services? Why aren't they being yanked out of Congress and being shown this waste? At the same time, you've got people in the fitness business that weren't allowed to participate in the PPP payments, and, and and yet they're going out of business. They're filing for bankruptcy. And you see Fruit of the Loom getting all the underwear they need. Yeah, you think about it, Jason. If, if any of us were working in the private sector uh, for a corporation or for the Government Accountability Institute, and Jason, I said you can go out and spend, you know, this $10,000 um, for promoting the Government Accountability Institute. And you said, you know, instead, I think I'm going to go out and buy $10,000 
$1,000 worth of Fruit of the Loom underwear, uh, you'd have a problem with your employer. Right. We'd have a problem with the IRS. If you work for a corporation, you could be charged with fraud. But those standards don't apply to the government. So can you give us, I mean, you've, you've been in this arena for so long and have done so much great work. Uh, you have so many examples in your great new book. What are some solutions? Um, what are some things that we can actually do to sort of fire around across their bow to get them to stop doing this? Well, I, I mean, really, I wish there was a zero-based budgeting process. I think they should do a two-year process for budgeting. I think that it, it, the, the, it's so unwieldy and so big. One Congress, one budget, um, and then allow each of the committees to move ahead. Under the normal budgetary process, not to get too wonky, but the 12 appropriations committees, they have to put a bill on the floor. It allows every member to read it, and every member can offer a striking amendment to strike down that individual expenditure, and then the body has to vote on it. So then you have lawmakers that would actually be held accountable and could potentially get voted out of office if they voted for $600,000 in a budget to go be spent on two gazebos. But right now, everybody, who who is that person? Who pulled that trigger? It, right. it, it's just this faceless bureaucrat and everybody throws up their hands, but they keep marching forward and we keep spending the money. And speaking of spending the money, another thing that I think is just interesting, I mean, the, the website and the map that we have to be able to look at where this pandemic relief money is going, there's a ton of expenditures in the United States. But when you zoom out, that's when you see the Guantanamo Bay. That's when you yeah. see the Riyadh Diplomatic Marriott. That's when you see, Jason, I don't know if you saw this, $400,000 to the University of Hong Kong, a university, by the way, which has dismissed professors for organizing peaceful protests and has essentially stifled uh, any of the types of speech that you know we've seen be controversial because it, it rubs uh, Chinese government officials afoul. So, I mean, how... Why do you think this much money is going to international sources in the name of, I mean, yeah, it's a global pandemic, but this is the United States government. This is U.S. taxpayer funded. Do you think that people would be shocked to find out just how much money is going to even regimes that are not friendly towards the United States? I, if you just listen to what President Biden told the American people, there's a justification to pass these bills. He said it was for the American men and women who built this country. It's not. When you have that many, I, I, I mean, it's just not. And, and so don't lie to us. Don't keep telling us that that's what this money is for. And the other way that they disguise a lot of these things, you know, you see this playing out now with Health and Human Services, the Centers for Disease Control, their excuse on, hey, did did you actually pay to do this research on these viruses or not? Well, we could have maybe given it to a non-government entity, uh, uh, an NGO is the acronym they use. Uh, maybe we gave a grant to somebody who then used it for this. So there are untold millions, if not billions of dollars that are going to these not-for-profits and who knows what they're doing with it? Yeah, they, they like the complexity because it, it's a way of avoiding accountability. Uh, you know, Jason, the other thing that, that we often hear is that there are two things that are certain death and taxes. Uh, we all know about taxes. Uh, and now we've learned uh, that, believe it or not, um, there is COVID relief that's actually going to pay for funerals. Uh, and this is being done uh, by FEMA, uh, which is a, a supposed to deal with emergency crises, etc. cetera. 
Uh, but you've got actually taxpayer dollars going to pay for funerals in the United States. And there's apparently no restrictions based on this. All you have to have is is some sort of document that says that the death was COVID related. It doesn't even apply to American citizens. I mean, you don't have to be a citizen in order to get this benefit. Um, is this a legitimate uh, function for government, at least the way they've structured this? It is absolutely outrageous. Of all the things that were kind of buried, again, no proper procedures to go through the process. What you end up is an individual can make can uh, apply and get reimbursed up to $35,500 per person. Now, I give some credit to Senator Braun and to Senator uh, Grassley out of Iowa for highlighting this and asking hard questions. It should never have been in there. Uh, but this is a stunning amount of money. Uh, we have close to 600,000 people, I believe, that COVID was somewhat related into the death of, of these Americans. But the problem is that we had over a million people call the hotline on the first day that this was opened up. Um, and I don't know how many millions more people have gotten in line to do this. FEMA is doing some extraordinarily dishonest things. For instance, if you go to their FAQ, the frequently asked questions, they actually teach you and show you how to modify your death certificate so that it doesn't say, if it doesn't say COVID, we're going to teach you on how to make sure that it is COVID qualified. And, and so, I mean, what could go wrong there? And then you're right. The other ruling that came out is that you don't have to be an American citizen. How much money do I mean, that is such a stunning thing. So we and I, I think of these veterans and what we have not done for the American veteran who's struggling with alcohol and PTSD and and having their own funerals. We never do anything like that. Why aren't the Democrats doing anything on this? And you know what? It's all on their hands because they passed it unilaterally with not a single Republican on it. And I hope that Braun and Grassley get to the bottom of this because it is going to be, I don't know how many billions of dollars. Well, I would just say the particularly galling thing about it is that they were giving out, as you noted, up to $35,000 for funerals at a time when many people aren't having yeah. funerals, right? I mean, we've actually <laughs> been sort point. of expressly prohibited from gathering. So, I mean, it's almost like you'd be like, hey, here's somebody to go to a concert. <laughs> and, you know, we're not doing that either. So why are we giving people money to do something that the government tells us? I mean, taxpayers are paying people for something that another arm of the government says we shouldn't be doing. Uh, I, it's just a stunning amount of money. And what could possibly go wrong? I'm looking at the averages right now. The average payout is about $7,000 uh, per funeral at this point. But the, it, it really, there are a couple thousand that have gone through this process. The bulk of it is yet to come. And it really is mysterious why FEMA is promoting this so heavily. I mean, they're really out there trying to sell this thing. So I guess one of the things that that citizens can do, uh, you know, they're they're looking at the solutions you're proposing and they're saying, well, those are things that Congress and and others can be doing. But one of the things I guess that that we need to encourage people to do on the outside looking in, Jason, is when you look at the title of a bill, it, it, it may absolutely have nothing to do with exactly where the money is going. You can have a COVID relief bill uh, that is buying underwear, that is buying submarines, that is buying gazebos, that has nothing to do with COVID uh, uh, relief. So don't trust what our government officials are telling they're doing in a bill. Um, look at the actual details. And itself. we need to go through the re regular budget process 
process. This is what it was designed to do to weed this stuff out. But when trillions of dollars go out the door with no accountability, this is what we get. We've been joined by our GAI colleague, Jason Chaffetz. Uh, Jason, we love your terrific new book. Thanks so much for joining us today. There's so much material to talk about. I hope you have me back again, because I'm telling you what, like I said at the beginning, there's always somebody doing something (laughs) stupid somewhere. And the amount of money we're talking about is stunning. So I love being able to talk about it and uh, love what you all are doing, what GAI is doing. So thanks for having me on today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Very enlightening conversation, Peter, with Jason. And just to kind of underscore the point, because he mentioned things and we've mentioned things that people don't know just how much money is going to things that are so ridiculous. Like we can joke about money, millions of dollars to the Fruit of the Loom underwear company. We can joke about gazebos in Guantanamo Bay and over $3 million to a Marriott hotel in Riyadh. But that's real money that people need to understand is being spent on these things. These things are real. We're not joking about that. And that's one of the things we try to do here at the Drill Down and the Government Accountability Institute is do the work for you as you as you understand. You're not going to hear about this from traditional media sources. That's one of the things that we are passionate about doing, and we appreciate you joining us here. And so for more information like that, not that it's going to make your day better, because unfortunately it won't, but at least make you more informed, you can find lots of things to make you angrier at thedrilldown.com. <laughs> And give us tips. We also have a tip box on our website uh, to alert us to things that you uh, have identified in terms of cronyism and corruption. Yeah, we love hearing from the tipsters, especially the ones that are nice. You know, the people that (laughs) threaten us with, you know, some very creative people out there. I mean, I like to think I'm creative with the insults, but these people are quite creative. Yeah, yeah. And no and no more uh, tips about alien corruption, please. We we deal only with this planetary uh, uh, problem. So for all things terrestrial related, related to United States federal government, corruption, cronyism and other interesting things that'll make your day brighter and sour at the same time. uh, Visit us at thedrilldown.com. Thanks for listening. 